0: Have no fear of missing out. The shows about FOMO, your hosted Brian Fanzo can tell you what you don't know. And now your host, I, Social Fans. Welcome back to another episode of the FOMO Fans Podcast. As always, Brian Fanzo, your host here, and I'm excited. I got a whole bunch of news happening. It is I'm actually recording this on January 31st, the last day of the first month of the year. Um, and if you guys follow me on on Instagram, uh, I Social Fans, uh, you might have seen a post that I, I did today on how 2019 has already been uh, the most epic year ever for me. Uh, I won't go into those details, but I. I've really been focusing on self-awareness in 2018 as well as 2019, and I'm seeing the fruits of that paying off now um, in some amazing ways that I really never dreamed of, and uh, I'm beyond excited of where that's going to go this year. I have lots of new things in the works, but yeah, feel free to check it out, instagram.com slash isocialfans if you want to read that post on, and I talk about why, and I talk about Adderall, and I talk about how I've I've lost uh, more weight than I, I actually weigh less now than I did when I was 15 years old. So kind of crazy to think about that. So I've been uh, kind of Doing, doing my best to uh, put things out there and uh, you know make 2019 the best year ever. And hopefully you guys are having a great 2019 as well. And I want to thank everybody. The Fire Festival episode that I put out last episode has got some amazing response. I know some of you have shared that with your community that maybe don't listen to this show uh, on a regular basis. Um, I also have a brand new podcast announcement. I'm launching a new podcast next week. Uh, you guys are just gonna have to wait to try that episode. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about that on the next episode. Uh, what's coming up next week. We're launching a brand new episode. I'm not, it's not a solo podcast. I'm actually co-hosting with somebody. Some of you know what's going on there. Others of you are just gonna have to wait. So I'm excited about uh, that as well. But one of the things I teased out in last episode, and, and remember, you know what? With, with, with everything that 's going on in the world today, and the Fire Festival was a perfect example, uh, we had the Gillette ads that are going on right now. I think marketing and sales and really customer experience this whole world we 're living in right now we are in a we are in a content overload mentality we are in a distraction overload uh, mindset world, um, hence why I was saying the importance, importance of uh, being self aware but we 're also in this world where uh, we are still looking for people that we can trust, resources that we can trust. We're looking for email newsletters that provide value, They don't spam us. We're looking for, if we're signing up for something, we want someone to respect our time. And so I think today's consumers, I talk about this a lot, today's consumers are more empowered today than they ever have been before. They are also smarter than they've ever been before. If they see something that looks like an ad, smells like an ad, they know it's an ad. If they see a, a product placement over someone's shoulder, uh, like in my, I'm recording this live on video. You can see my Fanzo's It's Yogurt sign, which is a frozen yogurt shop my parents used to own when I grew up. Uh, I got to start managing that when I was 14, 15 years old. Uh, but that, that, if, if I, that wasn't my family's uh, yogurt shop that uh, we closed down uh, years ago, that would be a pretty easy you know, product placement. So like today's consumer is extremely smart. And there's also this This need, you know, we can thank innovation. We can thank our mobile phones. I mean, we're always connected. Uh, I'm not a big believer in like telling people to be less connected. I'm just telling people to prioritize things and be all in when you're doing things. I don't believe in a work-life balance. I don't believe in an online-offline balance. Uh, Balance is kind of ridiculous, right? I feel like you have to figure out how living works for you. And for me, a lot of the stuff I do when I'm connecting online is just as valuable as or maybe even more important in some cases for me and my business and, and other things than, than what I'm doing offline, right? And so I think it's, it's this idea now where the world we're living in now, what we're just trying to figure out is we're trying to figure out what works best for us today while, while we're trying to set ourselves up to be successful tomorrow. And the title of this episode is The Dark Side of FOMO. And you hear people all the time. I have lots of friends. And, and even when I, when I launched this podcast uh, years ago now, um, I had a lot of people that reached out to me and like, Brian, you're promoting FOMO. You're, you know, this, we don't think the world needs more FOMO. They need more JOMO, which is the joy of missing out. And here's the thing. I that was uh, that was my thought I thought about this differently years ago. So in 2013 2014 when I was looking um, at like what my priorities are and how I looked at all of this I love the fear of missing out. I love studying the bleeding edge technology. I love listening and learning about everything that's brand new. I love hacking things. I love thinking about 2020. I love looking at artificial intelligence and how it's going to fit there. Like I absolutely love the the idea and and part of it is and, and this is where self awareness comes in. And, and you know, forgive me if this doesn't make sense at first, but like, it also has to do with my personality. I am not a jealous person. I am not a person that um, gets mad when other people have success. I'm actually the opposite. Like one of the things that I think I've discovered about myself the most over the last three years, and it impacts my personal life, my business life, uh, you know, even my you know things that I, I don't talk about on the show. But like, for me understanding where I find joy. And I truly do find joy in good people having success. And I do find joy in understanding good examples of things. And I am an internal, I'm a, I'm a massive, uh, uh, you know, uh, optimist. I'm a massive optimist. I always look at the bright side of things. I also believe in giving people multiple chances. I mean, my favorite baseball player is Barry Bonds. I mean, Barry Bonds, in my opinion is, you know, is, is an amazing baseball player, uh, that unfortunately during an era where steroids weren't tested, he leveraged steroids or quote unquote, um, they claim that he leveraged steroids. But so like when I look at all of these things, whenever I kind of put all of these things that are out there, I also understand that not everyone is like me. A lot of people get overwhelmed. A lot of people get jealous. A lot of people, when someone else succeeds in their industry or their space, or maybe a friend on Facebook gets engaged, their first instinct is, why am I not getting engaged? Or why is that person sharing that? Or you, you immediately judge what that person is wearing, right? And so like, this is something. this is something that I think as a culture... Especially in in the world we're living in now. We are more connected, more dialed in. We have more access to everyone and everything than we've ever had before. The reason FOMO did not exist for my grandparents and even my parents is when my parents grew up uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, their exposure to outside of Pittsburgh was like zero. Like my parents barely ever traveled or went on vacation, so they didn't have to fear missing out things because they weren't aware of anything that was going on. They knew what their their day-to-day was, and that's all. All that mattered and here's the thing that I, that I think we have to kind of set the stage with this and I'm going to want to put this further in the in the uh, I want to put your mind around this what if we look at the changing in perspective right imagine if you know like let's say the early 90s or, or in the uh, in the 80s imagine in the 80s that if if we had the access that existed today right like those these kind of things this idea of always want to know what's going on is something we would all have but there's also an element where we have to understand when it's healthy, when, how it works for us individually, and then ultimately, we have to set ourselves up to succeed. So when I, for early on, before I launched this podcast, my goal was to get everybody else like me, embrace FOMO, jump on the leading edge, be an early adopter, kick the tires, don't be afraid of failure. And then I realized that that's not what everyone else wants. And the whole goal of this podcast, it's in the the bio, the description of this podcast, is I wanna help you cure your fear of missing out. I want to, I want this podcast to be a place where when you tune in here, you don't have to follow me on every social network. I always tell people, follow me on your favorite social network. Don't follow me on everyone because you know what? i blast a lot of content, but I'm and I'm on every channel, but for you, if, if, if I'm overwhelming, I know I talk fast. I know I put a lot of stuff out there, but I want you to figure out what's best for you. How, what makes the most sense for you? And so when we think about FOMO or the fear of missing out, one of the things that I think we have done a very bad job of in 2018, 2019, we have, we've done a really bad job of for the last 10 years, is we need to prioritize what distracts us and what we, where we catch get our information and how we, we look at the future and we look at things coming in. Because here's the thing. We are living in a at a right now. We are living in a rate of change that we've never seen before. Things are changing so fast, that we, but, that we can't keep up. And so, back in the 80s and 90s, you know, change wasn't this fast. And I would even argue the beginning of the 2000s when I was in college. You know, I graduated in 2003. Like things didn't change this much. Even MySpace didn't change that much. Even iTunes didn't change that much. Even the the computer. I mean, the, the gateway computer. Uh, you know, the little Cal gateway computer that I bought when I was a freshman in um you know in college that computer was pretty much the same type of computer for about 8 years now the computers and iPads and technology i mean we're we're we have so much change and so here's how i i like to preach this this is how i like to put people out there and this is how i really want people to look at this is we need to readjust our own expectations and we need to shift on how we're looking at this change how do you learn about change how do you study change and then how do you put change into your own uh, into your own uh, day-to-day life. So, if, for example, and this is something you know, for a lot of people, you know, there's new apps that come out on on your iPhone or Android all the time, right? And when someone sees a new app or someone tells you a new app to download, for many of us, what we do is we're like, well, I have to, I have to see the latest or greatest. So I, we download it. We usually open it. Um, if it's like a crazy login screen, we probably say, we'll come back to it, which we know we won't. Um, or and we log into it, we play around with it a little bit. We're like, oh, that's interesting. That might be able to replace these two other things on my phone. And then we we close it down and we move on and then we continue to use those two other things. And then what we what we what happens there is that we never look at that new technology and give it a fair shot. So for me when I when I download a new app and it's something I want to try, what I do is I put it into a folder on my phone that says testing. And then what I do is I remove remove from my phone the other apps that I feel it's going to replace. And I test it out for a week, sometimes two weeks, to test out that new technology. And I want to put it into my workflow. I want to give it its due diligence. And then at the end of the two weeks, I'm going to examine, did it make my life easier? Is it more, am I more productive? Do I like the experience on it? And if the answer is yes, I can move away from those other two apps. If the answer is no, I hit delete of the new app. I redownload the old apps and I move forward. And the reason I talk about that and the reason I want to use this example when we're looking at this, the world we're in now is that when we are looking at change, when you are presented a change, maybe it's a new uh, email marketing platform, hint, hint, that's going to be our sponsor next month. Um, maybe it's a new social network. Maybe it's a new uh, iPhone. Maybe you just got the AirPods, whatever it may be. We have to change our approach to change, but we also have to change our approach to learning about the new stuff that's going on. Because here's what I stress, and I stress this on stage, and people still don't really get it, and, I, and maybe, it's, maybe I need to find new ways to present this, is I don't, wanna, I don't want you to chase shiny objects. And FOMO, FOMO oftentimes invokes a feeling where we feel the need to be on the latest and greatest. I mean, I update my iPhone every single time. Every, every iPhone that's ever existed, I always upgrade to the latest and greatest, except for my one currently. What I decided was, Brian, why do I keep updating to the newest iPhone? Well, I'm the FOMO guy, and I like to be on the latest stuff. But then I had to ask myself, okay, does the new uh, XS Max really give me things that I need? Do I really need to be on that new iPhone, or can I keep my iPhone X that I currently have right now? And so that little bit of you know, questioning myself allowed me to think, you know what? I'm going to use the iPhone X for a couple more months, and then I'm going to come back to reading about people's reviews about the newest iPhone, and then I'll decide down the road. And that's something new for me. I'm an early adopter. I'm usually the one that writes the reviews about the stuff of the new technology. But when it came to this new iPhone, that's something that I did. And I can tell you, this is how we have to approach FOMO. But there's also a dark side of it. And the Fire Festival um, invoked some of that. Um, Marketers have really done a really bad job of that. And what I mean by that is, I mean, I get four or five emails a week from marketers that are saying, don't miss out. This is the last time this price is gonna be this low for my online course. Two days later, we've extended this never before low price. You must get this price now, don't miss out. Then a week later, we say, we know that you didn't jump in on that price, but guess what, we have a newer, most more awesome updated pricing structure that you don't wanna miss out on. And what happens there is that, consumers are like, uh, bullshit. Um, we don't believe anything you have uh, any sale that you're talking about. We don't believe that we're going to be missing out and we'll just kind of prioritize what we want. And in many cases they block that, that even that, that out. And sadly for us as marketers, we have to understand, we have to understand that. And I tell this all the time, if you're blasting your message or you're always causing, you're always trying to invoke an emotion of fear, You are going to alienate your audience. You're going to get your audience to stop trusting you. And then even worse, your audience is going to be so annoyed by you giving them this feeling of fear that they do not like that they are going to unfollow, unsubscribe, and block you. And so I will always argue that the worst-case scenario of blasting – Overblasting and overusing FOMO as a marketing tactic isn't that it doesn't work. It's that you piss off your consumers so much that they don't trust you. They block you, unfollow, and uh, you know, you turn your, your emails into spam. And I think you know the, the Fire Festival, which I talked about last episode. You know what they did was they you know they used FOMO uh, um, to their advantage when they needed to g- sell more VIP tickets. They just made they just closed the general admission tickets and said general admission is sold out. Therefore, people that were like, oh, my God, I, I couldn't decide if I wanted to go or not. But now the general emissions sold out. And I'm really afraid that I'm not going to be able to go to this event. So I'm just going to buy the higher price ticket. Like it worked. right? I mean, like, let, let's, let's be real real quick. It freaking worked. But that's not a feeling or an emotion you want to drive a lot of people to or you want to overuse. And then not to mention, if you if you leverage fear in marketing, which is the FOMO, the fear of missing out, if you leverage this in your marketing and then you don't deliver the byproduct on the backside, the alienation, the the feeling that the, the consumer has is 10 times stronger than if they were traditionally marketed to something. Think about it this way. I was so unsure of what to do, but I was afraid I was going to miss out and all my friends were going to be there. So I just decided to pull the trigger and I bought the tickets. I'm still not sure if I should have done that, but I, I'm going to go make it happen and I'm going all in because I don't want to miss out. And then you go to an experience and it sucks. Well, now you feel like, well, damn, I should have trusted my gut. Like, man, I... I'm a bad person. I made a horrible decision, and man, that, that company that kind of like they 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 forced me to make a decision when I wasn't ready, and and I'm now I'm really pissed off, right? And like this is something, this is something we have to understand, and right? And so if you're using fear as an emotional trigger for marketing or sales, and it's something we use. I mean, let's face it, sex sells, fear invokes selling. Um, for me, um, inspiration and um optimism and global messages that inspire people to be better, um, it, that, that's what invokes me to purchase things, right? So when I read a story about Away Luggage, which you guys know, I'm a huge fan of Away Luggage. It's the best piece of luggage I've ever bought. I'm not an affiliate of theirs. I'm not sponsored by them. But I read the story of how Away Luggage came to buy, came to be. And that's why I bought the luggage. It wasn't because I felt like I needed to get the yellow suitcase before it went out of stock, which it did. Um, or And it wasn't because um, it was is because it's sexy, the sex wasn't so. But but when we're looking at this, and what I what I want to think is that we we have to understand that we live in a world, and and I, and I see some people commenting here on the live on the live uh, Facebook live. We live in a world where we're constantly. Comparing ourselves, but we're also constantly trying to improve ourselves. And when you're constantly trying to improve You're always you should be always looking at others and studying But here's where I think we go wrong when it comes to this and and it might be it might be low self-esteem but it might also just be we have to recalibrate ourselves, right and and the other piece of this that you know I said that I think we all have to manage our distractions so like for me I listen to podcasts. That's how I consume um, the latest and greatest technology and news and stuff. But I don't subscribe to a lot of emails and um, emails or even social networks that are that are FOMO inducing for me because I don't want that content when I'm in social media mood. When I'm in podcast learning mood, I want FOMO type content. I want to learn about these things that are the latest and greatest. Um, oftentimes, when I'm I'm on Flipboard, which is my the app that I use to consume all my content, there's oftentimes where I'll see an article and I'm like, Ooh, that's something I might want to buy, or that's something I want to learn more about. But at that moment, I'm not in a headspace to, to wrap my head around that, that as something for me, I add it to a a folder on my, on my, uh, in my browser. And I, I revisit that later, right? Where other ways I, you know, I'm reading and consuming things. And so I think this is part of it, but I also think there's this other part of it beyond self-esteem, beyond where, you know, people are at, beyond kind of how people are looking, um, you know, how we are looking at things is we do not define our own success enough and we do not tweak our goals enough so that we aren't always thinking about everyone else's competition and we aren't judging other people. Do you know why I'm not jealous and I don't judge other people? And, and, and sometimes, you know, someone gets a gig and I'm like, damn, I should have got that gig, but I'm, I am happy for them. But I'm like, man, I, I need to work harder or I need to be more strategic or maybe I need to create more content on that topic that I thought would have got me there. That's, that's a fine emotion. But funny enough, the reason that works for me is I have my own definition of success. I have my own goals, and I have plans on working towards them. And everything someone else does that makes them successful is not something that is in my purview, right? Like, I know what's going to get me from A to B, right? And I'm always learning, but I'm always adjusting that. And, and I always tell people this. I'm like, what does success look like for you? And, and maybe you need to draw a vision board. And on your vision board, draw a bunch of things. I'm not a drawler, so I don't have a vision board. I have a, I have a whole bunch of walls that I draw. That I write things out. I, I do mind dumps of my brain onto the wall. But create a vision board. And every time you get this emotion of fear, or you get this emotion of jealousy, or this emotion of why did they get this and I did not, you should be looking over at this vision board and saying, "Well, is this, th- does this align?" If I would have gotten that, does it get me one step closer to my success? If it does, you need to reevaluate your goals and you need to reprioritize different things in your life. But unfortunately, what we do is we say, "Why did we judge other people?" We get we get scared of the latest and change, and this is this is the worst byproduct of FOMO. People get so overwhelmed, so overwhelmed of new things, of change, of 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 innovation, of disruption that rather than us keeping an open mind to the possibilities, we immediately bash everything that we don't know. This is an epidemic in our society at the moment. If we see something that is going to disrupt our space or we're going to have to change drastically to embrace it and we do not like it and we we don't really understand it, rather than us reprioritizing and trying to learn more, we decide to bash it and break it down. And here's the breaking news on that concept. It does not work in today's day and age. If you try to stop change, if you try to bash change, if you try to attack and break that down, all it does is make you look smaller, and it helps make the change run you over. And so I really think, you know, I'm not a big believer in doing all or nothing. I see some people that are are agreeing 100% with this. The other thing that we do is if you're looking at new technology or something new, it is not an all or nothing play a majority of the time right? Like getting a new car, that's an all or nothing play. But for the most part, you can slowly adopt things or you can set yourself up to succeed. And so that's how I'm going I'm to talk about this at the end of this podcast episode is uh, this is my goal for everyone that's listening to this. I don't want you to just say, I don't suffer from FOMO. I suffer from JOMO. Well, that's crap, right? Like, you don't joy. you don't, no one, no one celebrates missing out on everything because if that was the case, you would just lock yourself in your, in your house and you wouldn't watch TV and you wouldn't pay attention to any of the social networks that are going on. That's just crap, right? Like, what I believe we have to find joy in every moment and we have to understand in our own prioritization what matters to us and what doesn't matter to us. For me, this was very hard. One of the secrets and one of the ways that I did this is I stopped Consuming and focusing on people that are in my industry. And I started focusing more on my customers and my community. Therefore, if people in my industry are doing something that was invoking a little bit of fear of missing out or invoking a little bit of jealousy, then I just decided I'm not going to include them. Remember, you have the power to control what you see in your social networks, what you see in your email inbox. Oh, yeah. And you also have control for what notifications pop up on your phone. If you are, if, if, all these notifications get you distracted and you get overwhelmed because you're afraid you're going to miss out on something. Do me a favor. Turn the notifications off or prioritize the notifications. For me, I have different notifications on my laptop than I do my iPad. I have different ones on my iPad than I do my iPhone. When I'm on my iPad, every social network that I have, all of the notifications are on. So that's it's literally like an overwhelming of notifications nonstop. But that's because my iPad is that... I'm in that frame of mind when I'm on my iPad, usually on an airplane, usually when I'm traveling. On my iPhone, I have very few notifications on because I know that you know, with my phone, the things that are gonna be notifying me, they're worth disrupting my day, they're worth distracting me, and they're things that I don't wanna miss out on, right? And so I, I think this is something we have to, to kind of get better at. And so this is my call to action. This is what I'm gonna ask everybody to do is I want you to start putting things in your life that allow you to study and learn what's coming but not doing it at a sporadic way. So maybe make it every single Friday, you're gonna spend 30 minutes every Friday listening to a new podcast or reading blogs about things that you're not using yet or things that you're not doing. And make that something that you do every Friday and during the week if you discover something new or something that, Uh, gives you that feeling, you know, put it into a folder so you can revisit it on that one day a week, right? Or better yet, you know, like for me, I do that on, like I, at the end of the night is when I tap into my folder for, for things that I'm studying. The other thing I want people to understand is that we need to start providing, we need to start uh, embracing an empathetic, an empathetic, empathetic mindset. And what I mean by that is, When we see other people's success, when we see other people doing things that give us that FOMO feeling, what we need to ask ourselves is, how did they do that? Why are they doing it? And what does their success look like? Right? And then we need to put that into our own uh, filter and ask ourselves, if we did that, does it make us one step closer to success? And remember, when I use the word success, I also uh, equally use the word happiness because success and happiness to me are the same thing. Um, my goal in business isn't to work all my life. It is for me to do, uh, do the things that I love and set myself up to be as happy as I possibly can, which means I need to be successful in business, successful as a dad of my daughter, successful as a boyfriend, all of those things that exist. And I think this is where we really have to change our, our approach to FOMO. And As marketers, if you are a marketer listening to this, start being strategic, start being very methodical with how you use fear as an emotion to get people to do something. Use it strategically, so strategically that whenever you do it, people actually fear missing out. I can tell you, there is so much of this being used right now in my social network feeds that I laugh at. I do not feel like I'm missing out on anything. And sadly, I probably do miss out on a couple of things because I don't trust the brands or the people that are talking about it. And, and entrepreneurs, you're the freaking worst. Entrepreneurs, you are the, everyone says your last chance to sign up for this, you know, because you know people realize that to get people to sign up for an online course, you have to invoke fear so they buy now. They don't wait too long, right? Well, now everybody uses that. And so now it doesn't invoke fear for anything. You're like, well, if I miss out on that course, such and such entrepreneur is going to launch a new course next month. So I'll just get in on that one, right? Like, I mean, it's we've literally used FOMO so, so haphazardly that it's alienated our consumer base that doesn't need more fear in their life. We live enough fear in the world to go around. And so I want you to cure Your FOMO. When someone tells you they they are suffering from FOMO around digital marketing, social media, entrepreneurship, emerging technology, give them my podcast and say, listen to this once a week, and it'll help you kind of understand where things are going, but not have you think overwhelm. And then the other part of this is just remember that like, it's, it's a delicate, it's a delicate thing to remember, but you have to say, is this something that's going to help me today? Or is this something that I just need to learn about so that I can set myself up for tomorrow? I, I strategically do so many things in my life and in my business that are about embracing something that is coming down the way. I've been working with brands. I've been telling this for a long time. They should not have FOMO for artificial, for augmented reality and virtual reality, but because augmented reality and virtual reality are coming. But they're not here today. Like It's not, it's not fully integrated today. But what they should do is rather than going all in on AR or VR, Uh, and the opposite, ignoring it, what you should do is you should start saying, what do I need to do to set myself up to embrace this thing once it comes down? Which I believe is video and live video, right? I believe if you start creating a video strategy and a live video strategy, it allows you to understand variables um, in the business in content creation so that when you are ready to create a virtual reality 360 uh, degree experience, you've already kind of baby stepped your way to to a mindset that is one step closer to that part because that's the other part of this that is really mind-numbing for so many people is that they they approach FOMO or things. They, they say, "Ooh, I don't need it. I'm not ready for that. And then they wait. And then at the very last minute, they're like, oh my God, it's here. I just need to embrace it. And they go all or nothing, right? They, okay. We are getting rid of our entire marketing plan. We are going all in on live video. And you're like, hold on a second. Do you know, understand how to tell a story? Do you know how to create participatory content? Do you have a social following that is actively engaged with you? And so what I'm going to leave you guys with is Let's stop blaming FOMO and let's start creating processes and a mindset that prepares us and allows us to embrace change at our own pace, at our own individual pace. Because no one is the same, and and we need to start looking at other people's success and other people that are doing things that we might have wanted to do and put that into our own funnel and our own cycle because that's only gonna allow us to be better. And and you know, last but not least, remember, you can control what you are being distracted by, what is in your feed, and if you are tired of people talking about things that give you an emotion of fear, unfollow and block them because In the world we're living in today, we have plenty of fears, plenty of distractions, plenty of things going on. You need to control your own distractions, but... Do not try to prevent change, do not try to stop change, and do not stick your head in the sand. There are plenty of people that are just getting on the social network, social media in 2018 and 2019, because when it came out in 2009, 2008, they stuck their head in the sand, said it's going to be a passing fad, nobody wants transparency, nobody wants to be social, nobody cares about selfies, nobody cares about food pics, and guess what? Social media is here to stay, and for all those that dec- decided to, rather than look at it and put a plan together to embrace it. They decided to be scared of the the FOMO and they decided to to put their hand in the sand. They are now... Late to the party, they have lost value, and in many cases, businesses have gone out of business, in my opinion, because they have not embraced today's digital consumer. So that's the world we live in today. That's my rant. Remember, FOMO is not something that I am encouraging. What I am telling you to do is come up with a mindset and a plan so that you can embrace change. You can set yourself up to your own individual success. The goal of this podcast is to cure your FOMO, not to give you more FOMO. And I hope I I kind of made that clear. And for marketers, be strategic once a year, twice a year, maybe pull out a marketing strategy that uses the emotion of fear to get people to take action. I can promise you if you use it less and you use it more strategically and you spend the rest of the time building trust in your marketing and sales, it'll be more successful. Your customers will appreciate you more. And ultimately it'll, it'll build you towards a path of turning a, 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 a a potential consumer into a consumer, turning a consumer into a fan, turning a fan into a brand ambassador. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the FOMO Fans Podcast. A little tease out. This is episode 92, uh, episode 100. I'm going to have a huge announcement. Uh, I'm changing the way this podcast um, is kind of working. I have a whole new production level. Uh, We have different little segments. We're going to add in some other people's voices. We're going to do some interviews. We're going to bring in some fun. Uh, FOMO Fans is going to have a whole new press the damn button vibe um, for for episode 100 and beyond. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in as always. I also have a brand new sponsor, coming. coming uh, very soon so stay tuned for that until next time my friends remember go out of your way to let people know that you care go above and beyond those that help you those that inspire you those that, that motivate you let them know today that you care about them and you appreciate them If we each take those little steps you'd be amazed how much a thank you a thumbs up or a smile will go in the world today and let's face it the world needs more happiness the world needs more people showing that they care about others until next time my friends cheers